Check one, two. Is this thing on? All right, here we go. We are here, Conversations That Matter podcast with Dr. Matthew Varner at Integrated Health Solutions Sports and Performance Chiropractic. How you doing, Dr. Varner? Hey, Mike. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. I learned it is chiropractic, not chiropractics. Yeah, that's a common thing you hear sometimes. Uh, it's There isn't really a plural yeah. of chiropractics, but I think, um, you know, People get it when you say it. Yeah. Just a little correction. Yeah. (laughs) No biggie. So what got you into chiropractic? Well, that's a a fun journey, but um, I actually worked for a moving company, and, you know, I was experiencing some some low back pain, and I went in to get a massage uh, in my hometown in Minneapolis and just had a conversation with the massage therapist. And uh, I said, well, can you make a living off this? Like, doing massage, is it something you like to do? And so I decided to throw my hat in and see if I could do uh, massage therapy as a, as a career. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I was always interested in natural health and interested in helping people in a, maybe a sports setting. And so I went to school for massage therapy and ended up getting a job uh, working for a, a chiropractor after I'd worked at a sports clinic and really didn't like that. But Got a job working for Dr. Richard Hills, who's an amazing chiropractor up in Minneapolis. And he basically took me under his wing and showed me so much that <clears throat> that I uh, never knew about soft tissue. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, you have the potential to be a great chiropractor. You should go to chiropractic school. So I said, yeah, I don't want that. I, I don't want the liability. Uh, you know, what if somebody wants to sue me? That's so much school. I hated school, why would I want to do something like that? And So about two years went by, me working with him, and I said, I can do this. Why can't I do this? So I kind of made this correction in my life and just switched it around and said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to school. I had no idea what I got myself into at chiropractic school. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like getting hit in the head with a frozen sledgehammer. I mean, it was like no life. You have no life, you're constantly taking tests, constantly being, put through uh, just hell trying to get through these. I mean, so um, eventually I was able to become a chiropractor at the very place I started my career off at as Mm -hmm. a massage therapist, which uh, was amazing. And I owe so much to the chiropractors there that taught me. And then uh, now I'm here on the journey and it's been great. And just moved into this new clinic and it's beautiful. And I'm having so much fun helping people down here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, this is an amazing clinic. It looks awesome. How long have you been in this new location? This is week three. I was doing an office share um, down the road and found this place, and I, ne- I I grabbed this as quick as I could. It's it's a beautiful place. It's really well kept. I get to look at a palm tree, which is what I always wanted to do out my treatment window. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a big space, and it's great. All my patients like it. It's clean. I get to you know design it the way I want. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. You get to make it your own. Then, and it's more homey. In that aspect. All right. 
So we talked about what got you into the chiropractic field. Tell me about chiropractic or chiropractics. Yeah. Well, so that's a big can of worms. Uh, within my own profession, mm-hmm. there's debate over what, what it is that what, what we do, mm-hmm. what do we actually do. Um, but I, I try to give people an analogy. So if we take a look at the practice of medicine versus the practice of chiropractic, we think completely differently about symptoms and mm-hmm. completely differently about health. So we think chiropractic, that is, thinks mechanically about everything. Why is something not working? Why, why is this particular symptomology occurring? What can we do to change the source, right? How, wh- what's going on mechanically? Mm-hmm. Medicine thinks chemically. Right, so what can we do to interrupt this particular enzyme? What can we do to shut off this particular cascade in the body, um, which usually using pharmaceuticals is either poisoning an enzyme in your body or killing an enzyme in your body um, or blocking an enzyme, which that blocks your normal physiology because the body's very smart and it does what it needs to do to get the job done. Uh, For instance, if your blood pressure goes high uh, there's a reason why it's high. You don't just give yourself, you know, something to to lower your blood pressure without saying, hey, you know, maybe there's something in my lifestyle that I could do to possibly lower my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So we think about maybe the, the mechanical cause might be the fact that, you know, you drink a 12-pack of Mountain Dew in the day. That may be something you need to change. Um, so uh, an analogy would be if you get your hand slammed in a car door and it's the most terrible pain you can think of, do you want the best Harvard-educated MD to come give you a drug to cover up your pain, or do you want the chiropractor to come and figure out how to get the door up to get your hand out? That's what we're trying to say here, is what can we do to get your hand out of the door? Mm-hmm. Because eventually your hand will fall off, right? Yeah. So we don't want that. So that's a big difference. You know, we look at the body as a sophisticated loading system, right? It's it pulleys, it's levers, there's physics, there's gravity. We get stuck in these postural positions all day long. So our bodies get kind of traumatized, it, even like in a, not mm-hmm. even in a macro way, but a micro way. So you get these micro traumas. If you sit at a desk all day long for eight hours a day, you've got a ton of micro trauma, traumas on your lumbars mm-hmm. and your low back. So what are we going to do? Well, we're, we have to figure out what can we do to um, change the, the curvature or change the joint distortion that's happening mechanically so that we can increase function of the joint. Uh, increase proprioception, which is your body's awareness of itself in time and space uh, without the use of any other senses. And we try to stimulate as much as we possibly can in the nervous system, stimulate proprioception, mechanoreception, blood flow, um, signaling, sensory activity, all these things we can do with the chiropractic adjustment. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I like the analogy of the car door. I think. Yeah. I think it's a good, I try to be simple with mm-hmm. my analogies. I've gotten to the point right now where sometimes I don't even recognize when things are kind of like too intense and going over people's heads. So yeah. I have to try to dial it back and say, well, okay, well, here's a simple analogy. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. It I have does. a lot of dental analogies too, because I feel like there's a lot of parallels with how I teach my patients to take care of themselves with dentistry, mm-hmm. like brushing your teeth every day, and if you don't want to, right? Because mm-hmm. it's good to take care of your teeth. 
well, maybe you should see your chiropractor once a month to take care of your spine, even if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can live without your teeth. Honestly, you could. It would be kind of crappy, but you can live without it, but you can't live without your spine. Yeah. You can't live without your joints. And a lot of people walking around have all sorts of joint dysfunction, and they don't think that they have a problem because they don't they don't feel anything, they don't have any symptoms, therefore mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong. But people walk around with cavities all the time and there's no symptoms, but there is something wrong. And then the dentist points it out to you. You haven't been brushing, you haven't been flossing, you've got a dental cavity, right? And you mm-hmm. had no symptoms, you didn't know until they pointed it out. So chiropractic, very good at pointing out people's joint, joint dysfunctions, whether it's extremity or spine, even if you don't have symptoms. So don't just rely on that. Yeah. Right? It's unreliable. Yeah. It's like sometimes when they say when symptoms shows up, then it's been a problem for a while. Yeah, that's the last yeah. thing that happens is yeah. symptoms show up. It's usually the problem occurs and then you have it for a while. And then finally in your conscious uh, mm-hmm. state, your body's trying to tell you, do something about this now, please. Yeah. I always refer to um, seeing the chiropractor like, preventative car maintenance. It, uh, that's my motto is yeah. prevention. You know, I don't even call it wellness. I call it prevention. That's my prevention plan. So once I get you out of pain, once I get you functional and you can do everything that you want to do, right? Come in for prevention because we prevent injuries from happening. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about health and dieting because I know you're a big into you know health and fitness and dieting the right way and making sure your body can get the fullest potential by you know what you're feeding it so i am a i'll use me as an example because you know i'm not afraid or worried or scared of the repercussions but i you know work for a living um if i don't pack or bring a lunch I eat what's convenient, which is usually, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, it's the sludge, the garbage, and I I already know I can eat it, and I feel it, like, not even an hour later. So what are, um, what are some recommendations for, I guess, a good morning, like, I gotta get the kids ready for school, gotta get them you know, dropped off at school, at daycare, and then I got to go to work. So what is a good, like, I guess, mindset or way to set up yourself so you can prepare for breakfast and lunch if you're always on the go? Well, that's a really good question because a lot of my patients experience the same problems with that. And I have found over the last decade or so that one of the major barriers to people eating well and having proper nutrition is the desire or the know-how to cook. So that is the biggest barrier that I see. People don't know how to cook. They never were taught how to cook. Um, they don't like cooking or they don't know how to cook. What what should I cook? So that's the first thing I would tell people is to start educating yourself on how to cook. And it can be simple things. Cooking is not hard. It, it really isn't. Once you learn some of the basics of how to saute something, how to bake something, you know, what temperature do you put it at, you can make a bunch of food right at one time and put it in your nice Pyrex, Pyrex containers and keep them in the fridge and just take it with you. Mm-hmm. And it's hot enough here in Florida, sometimes I just leave my Pyrex in the car and by the time it's lunchtime, it's nice and warm. 
So I don't even use a microwave. Don't don't get me started on microwaves. But anyway, uh, so you know the whole thing with Burger King and all that. Yeah, we live in a society today where people don't have time for anything. But we all have the same amount of time. We just choose to spend it doing what we want to do. Mm -hmm. So instead of possibly you know sitting down on a Sunday, maybe watching a movie spend that first hour just doing some food prep for the week. It's pretty easy. There's really simple stuff. I mean, hard-boiled eggs, right? How long does it take to hard-boil 12 eggs? Now you've got something that you can eat. And if you've ever had two hard-boiled eggs at one time, they're really filling, right? And you can put mayonnaise on them. You can put salt and pepper. You can put hot sauce, like a good hot sauce, mm -hmm. of course. <clears throat> I use eggs all the time. You can make egg breakfast wraps if you want, which have egg and mushrooms and onions and grilled peppers and you just make a huge bunch of that and make a bunch of wraps and that's your breakfast in the morning. Um, I'm not a big fan of eating lots of carbohydrates in the morning but if you have like bacon and eggs you can have some slices of cheese. It's pretty easy to bring some deli meat you know with slices of cheese and some eggs. Salads are super easy to make. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of little things you can do. All I always tell people to, to to make it simple, okay? So have a good source of protein, either fish or lamb or chicken thighs. Usually try to be as try to be organic with your meats and your dairies. Of course, if, if you have to go conventional with fruits and vegetables, that's not a big deal. But it's it's pretty important to eat good quality meats. So have a good protein, right, and then add a good vegetable source and have like a good complex carbohydrate or have a, a good carbohydrate. So like a potato, right? Potatoes mm. aren't bad, right? When you, when you, when you cut them up and deep fry them in peanut oil and throw salt all over them and MSG, that's when they become bad. Mm -hmm. But if you take an actual potato or a sweet potato and you cut it up and you use some avocado oil and you bake it, or something like that, it, it's still good. It's a good thing to eat. Uh, so there's just other things that you can do at home. A food prep is a big deal, right? So just mm -hmm. educate on what are some of the easy foods to make, vegetables you can bring with you, um, and then have them ready for you to go so that you don't have to think about it during the day. You know, I, I do a mozzarella, tomato, and basil salad all the time with balsamic and olive oil. That's like my go-to. And I always have nuts available. So mm -hmm. almonds and walnuts, just have them in different areas of your, you know, either you're at work or in your bag so that when you do get hungry, you can take a couple of those. It'll help you kind of subside your, your hunger. And then when you come home, you won't be so, you know, voracious that you're going to eat everything in sight. You think mm -hmm. it's terrible for you. Yeah, because we've all consumed, you know, that frozen pizza over the sink and just kind of mm -hmm. felt terrible afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been there before, so. Yeah. But I just I just try to food prep and plan. You should know what you're going to eat for dinner right now, tonight. You should already know what's going in the oven. And it should be either out thawing, if it's something like frozen, fi you know, a fish that was frozen, mm -hmm. or it should be in the fridge ready to go. So try to plan that out. It, it's a really big deal to know what you're going to eat. You can't just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and eat whatever comes your way. You've got mm -hmm. to really plan it out. Okay. Well, I dig that. I like that. Um, you know, thinking ahead. It's like, you know, like we said, um, kind of with the preventative, you know, care. It's planning out. And we all do have the same amount of time in the day. It's just... You know, well, I like to play my video games or whatever, watch my movie, but 
you know, it's much more important to go ahead and prepare myself and my family for the right kind of right kind of food. It's so, like taking, you know, responsibility for, you know, the health of your body so that you can continue to go forward and do what you're meant to do on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are, what would be some tips? Like, let's say if you're eating out, like there's um, an, an event, you know, um, mom's in town, brother's in, whoever, someone's in town, and they want to go out to eat. So how would you... Um, prepare yourself and what would be some things that you would look for going out to eat on the menu well that's tough that is probably one of the tougher scenarios that we have is what do you do when you are with friends and you go out or there's like a potluck or something and you know that the foods there would not necessarily be ones that you would choose at home that's difficult so, you know, I'm kind of a freak about things, so I do bring my own water places. That's one of my big things is water. I could talk two hours about water, but I just make sure that I have purified water with me at all times. I don't ever drink water anywhere else unless I know where it came from. Purified means it's been purified by reverse osmosis, and you, that, that mm-hmm. removes the impurities. Um, there's terrible stuff in water, cadmium, lead, fluoride, all that, those things we want to get rid of. You, you, those aren't fit for human consumption. But when you're out and about, I would just say stick to the basics, like I said. Um, you know, I don't generally go towards the goulashes, right, or something mm-hmm. where there's all sorts of things in there that I don't know what it is. Um, usually if there's like a vegetable source, I'll load up on the vegetables, asparagus or broccoli, or if there's some potatoes or beets or cauliflower, um, and it's not just completely drenched in cheese, then I'll go for that. Uh, but like I said, I, I know I say go back to the basics, but if you, usually at these places you can find a protein, right? So if there's chicken or maybe there's uh, turkey or there's some fish, you know, get the fish, get the vegetables, maybe leave the carbs alone, maybe, you know, but I'm not going to fault anybody for eating foods out and it's fun, you know? But the point is if like 85% of the time you're eating pretty well, and you control your, your diet, you control what you're eating, you should be able to go out and splurge on whatever you want. Have that pizza, have that cake, and your body can recover. It's the problem is that people have it flipped. 85% of the time they're eating that terrible stuff. They're eating, you know, they're eating the stuff that's not fit for human consumption, and then 15% of the time they go on diets that last about maybe 5 to 10 days, and it doesn't work because diets don't work. Lifestyle changes work, something that you can do for 10, 15, 20 years. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I go to a breakfast buffet, eggs and bacon. Maybe if the potatoes look pretty good, I'll have some potatoes, eggs and bacon. I don't ever do orange juice. I don't do milk. I don't do pancakes very often. I mean, I do like a good quality pancakes. Uh, <laughs> I like just like anyone else, mm-hmm. but with natural maple syrup and Kerrygold butter, right? So I wouldn't be doing anything like margarine or that high fructose corn syrup on Jemima's, but, mm. you know, so, and I do this all the time, I mean, my girlfriend Danny and I will we'll cook together, we'll say, hey, we, we feel like pizza tonight, well, let's just make it ourselves, right, mm-hmm. instead of have the food industry make it for you, and then they put what they want in it, so we make like an almond flour crust, so it's gluten-free, it's lower carb, but we use butter and olive oil, basil and oregano, 
make our own tomato sauce, throw all sorts of stuff on there like sausage, without MSG, bacon that's, you know, no nitrates, mm -hmm. uh, organic, you know, as, as, as good quality meats as we can. And then we use good quality cheese as well and put vegetables on it and then we put that in the oven. And what does it take, 30 minutes to do that? And you have this great, wonderful pizza that you made yourself and you'll have some leftovers that you mm -hmm. can, you know, take with you to work the next yeah. day. I was going to say, I wait 30 minutes for the delivery guy to bring me pizza. Exactly. So just make it yourself. And you'll feel much better. You'll notice it. You'll have more energy. You'll sleep better. Your gut won't hurt. You'll be regular with your bowels. You'll notice all that. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that sounds good. We are going to take a break right here. And then we will be back right after this. And we're back with Dr. Varner <coughs> on Conversations That Matter podcast. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go kind of with a, you know, we've heard about uh, your journey into chiropractic. We've heard about um, thoughts and opinions on health and dieting. Now let's get to know you just a little bit. So tell people, you know, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? From Minnesota. Love Minnesota. Bleed purple. Minnesota Vikings. Excited for the season. I'm a big NFL guy and I just love watching football so I'm excited. Love the Minnesota State Fair. Might miss it this year. I'm actually leaving this Friday to go to Minnesota and South Dakota. Ooh. And um, that is going to be fun. I'm going to be able to retrace some of my steps that I went uh, when I was in chiropractic school and go on some great runs. I'm also a runner so I like to run. I do CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Uh, CrossFit and running those are my two favorite things to do, so trail running. And I grew up in South Minneapolis, and I'm down here in Florida now, and I love it because I was just fed up with the winters. I love yeah. it here. This is one of my favorite places to be. I live in Cape Coral, and I just love being there. It's almost like the Midwest of Southwest Florida. I mean, yeah. there's so many people from the Midwest there, but... There is. Isn't it? Isn't it bizarre how, like, how many Green Bay Packer flags and... Vikings flags and Chicago Bear flags there are mm -hmm. in people's houses and, and bumper stickers. Michigan, and, the yeah. entire state of Michigan. Yeah, just, I don't know. When I meet somebody from Florida, I'm like, wow, you're actually from here. Yep. Do I know. You, it's a rare breed. I have yet to meet, like, I don't think you can get a hundred of us in a room together. Because I'm one of the few. I was born and raised in Florida, never left, never lived anywhere else. So have you ever used a snowblower before? I have never used a snowblower. I have never shoveled snow. I have been in snow for uh, the longest was we did like a week-long trip to Tennessee. and That's not real snow. It was, well, the coldest it got was it got negative one for one day. And it was torture. And my dad's from Chicago. He was raised there for most of his um, adolescence and he left to go to school in Mississippi to go to um, I forget the name of the school but he went to college in Mississippi and he's like I am never going back to Chicago I am never shoveling snow because that's horrible horrible disgusting snow plus the tolls exactly. oh my gosh get rid of the tolls please I mean come on come back to me Chicago yeah what's the deal <laughs> 
But there's tolls here, I guess, a little bit. But there, there's this weird... There's only one. <laughs> That's true. You no, pay, there's two. Oh, yeah. You pay going into Cape Coral, but if you're coming to Fort Myers, you don't pay that one coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's another weird dynamic about Fort Myers and Cape Coral. It's like people in Fort Myers have this mental block of going over the bridge. I'll talk to them, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to Cape Coral. I'm going to pay that toll. I'm like, it's like two bucks. What's the deal? Yeah. Oh, I don't go on the Cape Coral. I don't go on the Cape It's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to go on the bridge. What is the problem? Just like, for some reason... I the, love it. The bridge is beautiful. The roads are named completely different on the other side of the bridge. Because yeah. you have Colonial, and then it's Veterans, and then you have College, and then it's Cape Coral Parkway. It's because Cape wants to secede and be its own state. <laughs> <laughs> it's like its own HMO. I can see that. You know, it's got so many regulations. So it could yeah, be, I can see that. It's like a different planet over there compared to Fort Myers. It is. It's a totally, totally strange place. I just moved there from North Fort Myers, so that's a different area altogether. Yeah. I like it all. It's all fun to me. I mean, it's all new and fun. Mm -hmm. I love going to Sanibel or you know South Benita Springs, Naples, all those fun places. You know, I, I have fun. We, Danny and I, our thing is to try new beaches. So usually every Wednesday we're going out trying to find a new beach, a, a new place we've never been. Yeah. Set up our chairs, play some frisbee, snorkel. We love the beach, even now if it's hot because we put our umbrella up and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so here is how actually me and Dr. Varner know each other. Um, we met because we play in the same band at church. Um, we play at Shameless Plug Cape Christian, which is on Chiquita Boulevard. And I will plug that church all day, every day. Heck yeah. Um, love Cape Christian. I do, I love it. If you need a church, get your butt there because we got five five different services and so there's no excuse <laughs> we do we have saturday i believe it's um four four five thirty four five four five thirty and then we have sunday which is nine ten thirty and noon so for all you people that like to sleep in yes at noon the noon one's hit for up you. the noon because if you try and go, i always tell people if you want to go to ten thirty if you get there at 10.35, you're going to noon. <laughs> it just gets full so fast yeah, for the 10.30. So either get there early or just, just sleep in and have a good Sunday breakfast and come at noon. Yep, it's a great church. And just, you know, there's not just one band. There is a huge consortium yeah. of people who are great musicians led by um, our, our worship pastor, Desi. Uh, Rinkin and she does a great job shout out to her and also there's you know maybe 20 other musicians that are just great, yeah great at what they do and we all alternate so. yeah it's a good rotating band you know every so often and what's really fun is every so often it's like oh who's drumming today oh, who's drumming today who's drumming this week so it's it's really fun and that's how we met we met because you know we were on the same band but we also have like the same kind of taste in music. We both like heavy metal. Yeah, or some older kind of punk rock. Mm -hmm. Just different type of music, which, you know, as musicians, we like music for the music. Sometimes we could care less about the, the lyrics. Uh -huh. Sometimes we just like the groove. Exactly. I don't care when I'm listening to metal. I don't, I don't listen to the lyrics. Exactly. Half the time I don't even know what the song's about or what it says because yeah, I'm not paying care. attention to no, that. I'm paying attention to the drums. 
Exactly. Or, or you know, it's like Pantera or something. Just possibly the great, sweet, twangy, beautiful creations of Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. That's an awesome band. So, a uh, little, uh, little brief question. What got you into the drums, specifically? Well, as uh, a young boy, I wanted to do what a lot of other young boys did, which was start a garage band. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was just luck of the draw, man. Like elementary school, got together with my friend Pete and Steve, and we're like, we're gonna do a band, and we're gonna, we're gonna do something cool. We're gonna be like Beck, yeah, or Corn, yeah. And uh, they're like, you play drums, and another friend was like, I'll do bass, I'll do guitar. And so that's how it started. And then I had to work as a paper deliverer with my mom. Uh, thank you, mom, for doing that for me because I wouldn't have been able to get a drum set without it. But I made $600. She actually put it on a, a GC Guitar Center credit card, and then I paid her off, I think, 50 bucks a paycheck mm-hmm. when I was 13 years old for maybe about a year and finally was able to pay that off, but I had a drum set. And then from that point on, I just, my music changed, what I was interested in, and started adding to my drum set, and really just learned some of the more technical stuff that just kind of spiraled off into mm-hmm. being more of a technical drummer as I got older. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so I got one last question for you, Dr. Varner. And this is more of a serious one. What? are, I would say, what is the biggest concern that patients come to you with concerning, it can be either concerning themselves or it can be concerning health in general or just problems they see with how the country itself views health and fitness? Well, there's a lot of concerns, but I would probably say most people are afraid of cancer, right? And that's probably one of the biggest things we face as a society today in the world is who's going to get cancer and what are we going to do about it? I mean, we know it, we all see it. It's hard to find someone that that is not connected to you who's had cancer. My mom had cancer. I know friends that have had cancer. So what is it, right? Well, it's, it's a mutation of DNA. That's really what it is. So what causes mutations? See, I'm going back to that mm-hmm. mechanical thought is, well, what would destroy DNA to a point where it would create terrible proteins? And proteins are the building blocks of our body and tissue and nerves and blood supply. So if you have an alteration of your DNA and a mutation, it's going to make bad proteins. Bad proteins lead to bad tissue, which leads to tumors and cancer. And now there's a ton of different cancers out there. Um, but we all know that cancer is a um, is something that can be preventable. Okay, we we know this. At least my my uh, section of healthcare understands that per- that cancer is not something that you just get. Cancer is something that you can prevent, and you can lower your risks. Yes, there's weird things that happen, uh, but that's a small percentage. The vast majority of illness and cancer is preventable. And even medical doctors know that, that they see so many things that can be preventable by diet. Um, So what do we do? Well, we want to protect our DNA, right? So DNA is number number one, 
prime directive number one, protect your DNA. So what causes da damage of DNA? It's, it's called free radical damage or oxidative stress. And that comes from uh, environmental factors, stressors, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional insult to the body, the foods you're eating, the pollution we breathe, the water we drink, the pharmaceuticals we take, um, though all those things cause free radical damage in our body and it goes down onto the, the atomic level of DNA. And we have to do things and take uh, our precautions in our life to avoid DNA damage, right? So eating a healthy diet will give you what's called, maybe you've heard of them, antioxidants, right? So that's a big mm -hmm. marketing term. Hey, this juice has antioxidants in it. Well, those are God-given things for us to anti, to stop oxidative stress. So the general American diet has no antioxidants in it. It's like Chick-fil-A and Pizza Hut and Starbucks, right? So there's no antioxidants in that. So we need to be consuming lots of vegetables to have lots of antioxidants because then we can protect our DNA. There's other things you can do. There's supplementation that you can do for that. But really, just eating a good raw diet with vegetables and avoiding all of those other stressors. So that's what I try to tell people. Cancer is not one of those things that you just get. Plus, also, there's like 75 other ways to treat cancer. Then what we're taught is the only way to treat cancer, which is chemotherapy. And chemotherapy is not the only way to treat cancer, but, you know, pharmaceutical companies have a death grip on this country, so you have to go out of the country to get those types of care. Um, but just so that people know there there are, and um, I'm a champion for that stuff. I want people to fight it off a different way. I mean, there's great research out there. I have research that shows that, you know, the, the beyond five-year survival rate of chemotherapy and radiation together for a certain type of cancers is like 2.5% on average, which mm -hmm. means that it's not very good. And chemotherapy, the, the, the chemicals, the taxol, the things that they use, those are listed as carcinogens, right? Which are cancer, a car carcinogen is a cancer-causing substance. So the very thing that you're treating cancer with is a cancer-causing substance. And it's just, it's almost like dropping a nuclear bomb on an anthill, right? To get rid yeah. of it. Not to say that cancer is the anthill, but using a nuclear bomb to destroy something that you could, that you could attempt nutritionally to fight, um, is beyond me that we don't have oncologists telling people that they need to go on a ketogenic diet, that they need to do high fat, very low carb, uh, to starve the cancer cell. Because here's the thing about cancer cells, and I'll wrap it up with this. Cancer cells have a mitochondrial defect that they cannot use ketones. Ketones are made by our liver in the absence of glucose. So if we consume foods that are high in fat and we eliminate our carbohydrates, we will create ketones, which can be used by our brain and all of our other organs, and the you will starve the cancer to death because this, the cancer can only use glucose as a fuel source. Mm -hmm. So why isn't every oncologist telling their patients that they need to stop eating sugar and stop eating carbohydrates? But yet we've got these cancer centers that have Dunkin' Donuts on the bottom level, so that while you're having your, your cancer treatment, you can eat a cookie or eat a donut, which is, it's counterintuitive and mm -hmm. it doesn't help. So I'm for a different way in our country to be 
um, dealing with this from from the uh, the cause, the source. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That uh, you no, know, makes you put things in perspective and take a look at what's going on. Um, so, where can people get in contact with you? Where can uh, new patients come to see you if they so desire? Where this is uh, this is where I give Dr. Varner a shameless plug for him to plug himself. So, where can people you know basically find you? It's pretty easy to book an appointment. You can go to my website at ihsclinic.com ihsclinic.com and there is a little button that says book now and you can book right online or you can call our number at 239-675-3077 talk to Danny and she can get you set up and uh, if you want to just look at some testimonies read some testimonies read some or see some videos of what I do you can go to my website they're on there too we've got over 75 star review Google review which is pretty good and mm -hmm. um, I also have a Facebook page IHS clinic or integrated health solution uh, integrated health solutions supports and performance chiropractic as well as Instagram awesome speaking of this is where I'm gonna shameless plug myself speaking of five-star reviews go on to conversations that matter wherever you listen to um, Spotify Google Apple podcast give us a five-star review we're gonna be doing a giveaway in August still figuring out what it's going to be but keep posted and uh keep your eyes open for what's coming out Alrighty, y'all well thank you dr varner for talking to me it was a lot of fun thanks for having me on the show y'all have a great day bye <laughs>